0: Amen. We are glad you guys are here this morning. Again, I want to say congratulations to our graduates, and uh, we we look up to you guys, or at least I do. Man, I looked up here while well, I they're all taller than I am. So I have looked up for you guys for years now, and so we're 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 just excited for you, and we're glad to be able to celebrate with you. And, and just to uh, uh, all your accomplishments. And so we, we're glad you're here this morning. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn them over to Joshua chapter 1. As Brother Blake had mentioned earlier, we're going to be looking in God's Word. And as I was thinking and preparing uh, about that and about our senior uh, graduation and, and celebration this morning, I was thinking about our seniors and how they're entering into this new era or new season in life. They've they've accomplished one thing. They've been through this past and now they're getting ready to transition, kind of kind of change over into this new area. Whether that's school, some of them are taking on higher education, some of them are taking, going on into the workforce. But it's a lot of new things going in. I remember some of those days, and there's some of those uh, maybe just the what-ifs. And so I think today, and as I was reminded and been studying this week here about Joshua, I'm sure he had some of these what if moments. He was getting ready to enter into a kind of an unknown area for him. He had been trained and mentored well, but he was still going back in uh, to a new area. And so he needed to be reminded of God's faithfulness and who he was to serve and how he could do that faithfully. And so Joshua here, he just faithfully followed our faithful Lord. And so that's what our title of our message is this morning. And you see, God doesn't call us to be successful, does he? That's the difference here. God doesn't call us to be successful. God calls us to be faithful. And as we're going to see here in Joshua here in a little bit, Joshua is successful, but Joshua is faithful. And we're not here this morning. I'm not going to preach you a prosperity gospel. I'm not here to sell you on that because that is not what God tells us in his word. He has not promised as Christians that it's all going to be free and easy living, butterflies and cupcakes and all those great things. But he does say there is a blessing to a blessing of joy and serving the Lord faithfully. And I believe that's what Joshua did. He faithfully served our faithful Lord. And so that's kind of the big idea or the message or the main point this morning. The faithfulness of the Lord guides us and empowers us to live faithfully with strength and courage. Let me say that again. The faithfulness of the Lord guides us and empowers us to live faithfully with strength and courage. And especially for our graduates and you guys and maybe some of you all, uh, other folks who are getting ready to enter kind of into that new stage in life and new avenues. I want you to know to serve faithfully. And God will bless your faithfulness and he will give you strength and courage to do what he's called you to do. And that's what we're going to see here with Joshua this morning. And so when we're faithful, man, he blesses that. And we are successful. And so, just kind of a backstory, if you're familiar, you probably are. We've studied some of this, been looking through some with Sunday school. And uh, so, we come to this point here in Joshua chapter 1. And if you look back, you got Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy that all kind of point to that. The Pentateuch or the first five. And so, now here we come, uh, kind of referred to as the Torah also. And so, now we come here to Joshua. And the people of of God, the Israelites, they've been in, in captivity and bondage. God sends this man named Moses to come and lead them out of slavery. And Moses does that. God calls him to lead them, and he does that faithfully. Uh, But it's come to a time here where he passes away. There's a new change in leadership. But God raises up another man here named Joshua to lead his people. They all pass away. Moses and that generation that that was all there that God had led out of there, out of the uh, Egyptian slavery because they rebelled against God. They were unfaithful in that time. And God said because of that, because of their lack of obedience there at, uh, at Kadesh Barnea, they come to that point and God says, man, there's going to be a consequence for our sin. And we know that even in our own lives. But they do not get to enter into that promised land, that physical land that God had promised them. And so now it comes to that point where Joshua and Caleb, the two spies that were faithful, them, along with this young generation, those that were less than 20, they come to the point here at the Jordan River where they're getting ready to cross over into the promised land that God had told them. And so even Moses here, Moses, again, we come to him and he, he dies out, but now the need for the new leader. And God has raised up this new leader, Joshua. And so in this, in this, this first chapter, I think we're going to see four things. One of those, God's faithful presence. I think we see God's faithful presence here with Joshua. We see God's faithful word as he gives it to Joshua. And we see God's faithful promises that is reminded to Joshua. And we're going to also see God's faithful people as we look at his word. So turn with me to chapter 1, verse 1 is where we're going to start our study this morning. He says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord... The Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun. Again, here we got the new person kind of on the scene. Moses is here, and he is Moses' assistant. So it's not like a new guy. Man, this guy has been poured into. There's been a mentoring program going on. Moses has been leading him faithfully, and now it's time for Joshua to step up and lead. He says in verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan. Kind of that past and present going on here. And God is faithful to his word. He says it's already happened. They just have to enter into it. But verse 5, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. And he reminds him, just as was I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. And that promise is still true to us today. But Moses here, the servant of the Lord, He starts off, God's reminding him to be faithful to the Lord, right? Moses had given him a great example. I wonder what they'll say about us when we pass away. Here, God says that Moses was his servant. He was faithful. So I wonder as we look at our own lives, what will they say about us? What will they say about me? What will they say about Greensburg Baptist? Were we faithful to take the commands, to take God's direction to the world are we faithful in that? What would our legacy be? Moses wasn't perfect. Again, we kind of reminded of that, that we've seen there. He did not get to enter in because of his unfaithfulness there to God earlier on. But he also was referred to here as a servant of the Lord. God considered him a servant. He was a sinner in need of a Savior, but he was considered, God says here, a, a, of a servant. And Moses served well. But notice God's mission doesn't depend on one person or a leader, does it? The mission continues on. It's been said throughout time, God buries the workman, but his work goes on. And so I believe that's what we see here. Just as Moses, he was faithful in his part of the mission to serve the Lord and do as he had called, the mission continued on. Even in, in Moses here as he passed away, the, the mission continues on. It's a great reminder of the importance of the work that God has given us to do also, in it? As you look at this, man, our mission is to go and teach others, thus says the Lord. We are to be disciples. God says here, and then Jesus reminded his disciples, as he's getting ready to ascend back to the Father, there in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20, he says, go and make disciples, teaching them to observe all these things that I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. He says to go and make disciples, right? That command is the same for Moses, the same for Joshua, the same for Jesus' disciples, and it is the same for us today. We have been commanded to go. And we can do that faithfully because God's presence is with us. His strength and His courage is given to us. And it's a great reminder, too, that our time here on earth is limited. And we prayed that with with our graduates a while ago, so teach us the number of days that we may get a heart of wisdom, just to understand, man, our, our finite lives, how quickly they go, and just the importance of our time here today with our family and our friends, our co-workers, to share the Word of God, to be disciples, to be about the Great Commission as Jesus shared there. So are we doing that? Great reminder here that people come and go, but God is constant, isn't he? He is ever-present, always, always has been. He is unchanging. He is faithful to us the same as he is faithful here to Moses, the same as he is faithful with Joshua. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as the same God we serve today. And he says the same promise of his presence is with us. And he goes on as I talked about there with Matthew chapter 28. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. That promise is true for us today. But are we faithfully living that? And so... Here Joshua does. Joshua is reminded by God himself to be faithful because he is going to be with him. His presence is with him. But notice also, um, God reminds Joshua that he will be with him and nothing shall stand against him, right? He can be strong and courageous, as he's going to tell us here in a, in a few minutes. Um we can read through, uh, if you go and study on through the rest of Joshua, uh, the whole book of that, you can see where God is faithful to his promises. He's faithful with his presence. And his power is displayed as they conquer all those those lands and a territory that God had promised them. And so we understand with God's presence also comes his power, doesn't he? Joshua was able to do what he called him to do because of God's power. God's presence and his power are inseparable. You cannot have one without the other. And so, again, we see God's omnipotence and his omnipresence. And Warren Wiersbe, though, in his commentary, he says, Divine sovereignty is not a substitute for human responsibility. Divine sovereignty is not a substitute for human responsibility. I think a lot of times we're real good at praying, Man, God, I pray that you would work in this situation and do your part. But then we sit back and want to just watch him work. And we're not, we're not responsible with what he's given us to do. Joshua had to trust the Lord and to know his presence would be with him in the conquest that was ahead. And he had to faithfully take those steps. He had to faithfully take those steps across the Jordan and then he had to faithfully conquer as God had called him to do. It wasn't a passive, right? God is all present and all powerful, but that doesn't allow us to be passive in what he's called us to do. So church, I think it's a great reminder just as he was with Moses, he was with Joshua, he would be with us. But we are responsible for his commands to go forth and to share the good news. So he had to follow God's instructions. He had to do it God's way. And so we see that kind of in our second point here. We see God's presence, and then we see God's faithful word. We see here Joshua in in verse 6. He says, Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give to them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left hand, that you may have good success wherever you go. Brother Adam read from uh, Hebrews, talks about fixing our eyes on Jesus, right? And so again, here kind of reminding Joshua that, to fix his eyes on Jesus. Not to be looking side to side, but to be focused and on what God has called him to do. This book, he says, right, this book of the law, this law, the Torah, the things that Moses had written down and shared with Joshua, God's reminded him that that's what should not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And here again, we see that God's word is not just for a good uh, read or a good motivation, isn't it? It is that it does motivate us to faithfully serve the Lord. But when you look at this, the law here, if any of you've got a CSB version, I think it may say in their instruction. It uses the word instruction. If you look that up, again, that's kind of what he's referring to. But instruction on how we are to live faithfully to the Lord, how we are faithfully to live our lives. And that's what he's reminding Joshua, to go back to the Word of God. Paul does something similar to that in Romans chapter 15. If you got your Bibles, you can turn there. If not, you can jot it in your notes. But Paul reminds the Romans here. He says in chapter 15, verse 4, For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, right? To help us to faithfully live to God. He says that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. See, God's word is active, right? It's a living and active. That's all of it. And that's what Joshua here is reminded. God's telling him to be faithful to all of the word. The Old Testament and the New Testament, God didn't give Joshua any new set of laws or commands, did he? He just told him to be faithful to what he had given. He reminded him to stay faithful to what Moses had passed down. Joshua spent time in the Word himself. He was devoted to being in God's Word. See, we look at God's Word today, and it is not outdated. It's not out of touch with society, is it? It is inerrant. It is infallible. It is incorruptible, and it is indestructible. And it tells us about creation. It tells us about the fall of man. It tells us about redemption through Jesus Christ. And it tells us about the restoration, that we can have a life, as God has called us to, of a, a life eternal back with Christ through his, his death, his burial, and his resurrection on the cross. It always has been. And again, Joshua here is just kind of pointing forward to who Jesus Christ is, is and who is coming, the one day, the soon Christ coming. And so we need to be reminded of that. And God reminds Joshua to stay faithful, to stay in the Word. We get in God's Word so God's Word will get into us. And so, graduates, young people, adults, senior adults, get into God's Word, right? So it can get into you. Hide your Word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And here God says to meditate on it. He just reminds Joshua to meditate upon it, not just to pick it up occasionally and read it, but to read and study and meditate on God's Word. If you look at that, the Hebrew word is Haggai, and it means to murmur or to ponder. And it was kind of the practice of the Jews uh, to read Scripture out loud and to talk about it to themselves and to one another. That's why we come on Sunday mornings and we preach the Word of God, right? That's why we meet together on Wednesday nights and we study God's Word. We encourage you guys to be in God's Word, but also to be having those conversations to yourself, right? Talk through God's Word, but also with others. Um, it's not sitting, this, this word meditate, if you think about that in today's society, a lot of times we think of it as, as sitting crisscross applesauce, sitting in the floor. Praise God, we don't have to do that to meditate on God's Word. It would be hard for me to get up and down like that all the time. I'm thankful I don't want to do that. My knees hurt real bad. And so I'm thankful that God's Word is not clearing our minds like society teaches us, but meditation is filling our minds with God's Word. Spending time daily in God's Word and then reflecting upon it. Heard of a little illustration about how we can meditate on God's Word to help us to understand it. How many guys in here, are girls, are tea drinkers? Anybody like sweet tea? I'd say unsweet tea, but nobody drinks unsweet tea. Sweet, sweet tea drinkers, right? So we like sweet tea, and you can kind of think about that as you meditate on God's Word. If I bring the pot to a rolling bowl and I take that tea bag and just dip it in there real quick, is that going to be real good tea? It's not going to be good tea at all. It's just going to be dirty water at that point, right? What if I take it, maybe dip it in there, dip it in, leave it in for a little while, and let it kind of stew in there for a little bit? That water begins to turn colors, right? Get a little bit percolated. Tastes a lot better, doesn't it? I wonder how much better would our lives be if we were permeated and percolated with God's word. If we let it season in our hearts, not quickly pass by it, might pick it up out of the pews on Sunday mornings when we come, but we are saturated in God's word. I believe that's what he's saying here, to meditate, to have it on your mind day and night. An encouragement for us to share it, right? To meditate, to ponder it. But to speak it out loud also. That's why we encourage you as family worship time. You'll hear that a lot from here. And the guys here, man, encouraging you to have family worship time. If you're like our family, it's a little hard at times, right? It's chaotic, but we try. Why? Because we believe it's important. And we encourage you to do the same. Pour into your family. Just as Joshua here was reminded of the importance of meditating on God's word, we are too, also to spend that time in family worship. We have small groups. We have Sunday school. We have community groups, times when we can take God's Word, sit down and talk through that and apply it. How does this apply to our lives? How can we better live that out? That's what God reminds Joshua of here, to be faithful to the Word, to meditate on it and take it in. Wednesday nights, we've got a great opportunity for you to serve. Wednesday nights here, vacation Bible schools coming up. See, Brother Adam, he would love to have people to help young people meditate on God's Word so they can hide it in their hearts. Conversations with coworkers and classmates. Hey, let me tell you about what I read this morning. Let me tell you what I'm working through right now and through God's Word and some things that he's showing me in and through his Word. Having those conversations, meditating on that. Because how are we going to obey what we don't know? I think it's a good reminder that, again, we need to be spending time in God's Word. God is faithful, His Word is faithful, and He empowers us by His Word. So I want to ask you individually, are you spending time in God's Word daily? And then meditating on it. Not just quickly passing by or checking off the list, but spending time in God's Word. God reminds Joshua to stay faithful and to stay faithful to His Word. I was encouraged Wednesday night. We had our graduates in there, and we had three there Wednesday night. And we asked them, hey, would you share some encouragement to our underclassmen? Would you share some things that's been helpful in your own life? And you know what all three of them said? Stay in God's Word. They encouraged our young people to read their Bibles. One of the young men, he he encouraged us, and he said, man, he said, I've been encouraged throughout some times, some difficult times in my life where I would go and talk to my dad, and my dad would share scriptures with me. Isn't that wonderful? Not giving our opinions and our thoughts all the time. We're good at that. But sharing God's word and encouragement of the scriptures, that's what Joshua needed. He needed the encouragement of the scriptures. God's word is faithful, so stay in the word. And so, again, we see God's faithful presence. We see God's faithful word. And then we see God's faithful promises. And here he says in in verse 10, And Joshua commanded the officers of the people, Pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, Prepare your provisions, for within three days you are to pass over this Jordan. Right? It's going to happen. If you'll follow faithfully, you're going to pass over it and to go in to take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving to you to possess. And to the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half-tribe of Manasseh, As he has to you, and they also take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them. Then you shall return to the land of your possession and shall possess it. The land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you beyond the Jordan toward the east. And so if you kinda of look back and you read through Numbers chapter thirty two, it kinda of gives you a little bit more of this background. But when they come to this land before they cross over the Jordan, the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, they saw this land, and they liked it. It was good for grazing, they said, their livestock. They needed good grass, right? We got some cattle people, we got some sheep, we got some folks. We like to have good grass for our livestock. And they saw this, and they asked if they could stay there. And so God had promised them through Moses, and they made this deal that, yes, they could have that land. They can inherit that land, take that, if they would go ahead and help with the other part. And so they too are the cross. And so God was faithful with his promise to them. And that's what here Joshua is reminded. He commands the officers, commands the people that they are to go forth and to be faithful in that. The Israelites were, going, uh, were given a mission to take the land, and God had promised victory as they obeyed his commands. Just as he had told them in his promises. And Joshua knew that God had parted the Red Sea, right? He had been there, he had seen that, that great miracle. And he knew that he could do the same here for the Jordan. It was a large river, and they was going to have to get across it. But he knew that God was faithful to his promises, and he knew he would supply for that need also. And then our last point I want us to look at real quick. says God's faithful people. God's faithful people. And we pick up in in verse 16, and they answered, again, they're, they're responding back to Joshua here. As he speaks to the people, they respond back to him. Isn't it good to have people to come along beside you in ministry and encourage you and build you up and strengthen you? Here, are the officers, they encourage Joshua. Joshua's got a big task. He's got to lead a great number of people into the promised land. And he knows it's going to be a struggle to lead these people. But the people respond, the officers here respond with the same words of encouragement that Joshua had given them. He said, Only be strong and courageous. And they encourage him in his ministry because they're united in that. They know what God has called them to do. They know where God is sending them to, and they're united in that. He had given them uh, everything they needed, and they encouraged one another. They're unified in God's mission. And I believe that's a word of encouragement. It goes a long way, doesn't it? I don't know about you, but I like to have some encouragement occasionally. We get down. We get discouraged. But I believe God's Word calls us to build each other up. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, it says to build one another up. Not to tear down, but to build one another up and encourage one another as we faithfully serve the Lord. And that's what the people here do. They encourage their leader. They encourage Joshua. They knew he was struggling. Moses had passed away. I'm sure Joshua was struggling with that. That was a man that had mentored to him and was now gone, and he needed some encouragement, and the people backed him. He says, and so they encouraged their brother. They knew that they could follow Joshua because he was faithfully following the Lord, wasn't he? And so they encourage him, and they make a commitment to him. And I just want to say this morning, I'm thankful for our brothers that we have here to lead us faithfully to serve the Lord. Brother Blake and Brother Todd, I appreciate you guys the way you encourage us and strengthen us to faithfully serve the Lord. And so I won't say that. I thank you guys. Thank God for that, that he has raised you all up to lead this congregation in so many ways. And there's others here in this congregation. Man, you guys do a great job of encouraging and strengthening and building one another up. And that's my prayer that God may unify this group of people, Greensboro Baptists, that we can continue the mission of the gospel to encourage one another and strengthen one another to build each other up, to go forth and accomplish what God has called us to do. And so we see here that the messenger may change, but the message does not. God's word had not changed. His, his promises had not changed. And his mission had not changed. And so that, that is an encouragement here as, as Joshua goes forward. They kept Joshua accountable also, right? They just repeated back to him the words that God had said. And so we need that also. We need to keep each other accountable, but we need that encouragement. And they encouraged him while they was keeping him accountable, to stay faithful to God's Word. And so with that, we see the four points, I believe, here, that, that God has given Joshua, that he is faithful with his presence, he is faithful with his Word, and he is faithful with his promises, and he is faithful people to serve alongside and so as we kind of wrap up and, and, and look in here at the chapter, I believe God has called Joshua here to look to his word to fulfill his mission and leading the people into that land of rest. But again, as I mentioned a while ago, and as you think about that kind of a, a Christ-like person here, and you look at Joshua, it means salvation, right? Jehovah, his name. He says that Jesus is the word of God, right? Joshua was just kind of a type of pointing towards Christ, but Christ is the fulfillment he is the Word of God who came to fulfill God's promises to provide a deliverer to bring his people into eternal rest. And I believe that's why John wrote in John chapter 1, verse 14, he says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Joshua was a man just like the rest of us. He needed God's strength. But Jesus was God in the flesh who came to fulfill all that God had sent him to do on our behalf. And he'd done that through the cross, right? Through a perfect, sinless life. He gave his life on the cross in behalf and for us so that we could have eternal life, that eternal peace. These people were going into a physical land. But God offers us a place of rest. When, uh, when our souls are here, when our life is done on this earth, he gives our souls an eternal rest. So I wonder today, do you know that? That eternal peace, that joy, that hope that Joshua had here looking forward. He knew he could trust the Lord. Do you have that peace? Do you have that joy? And So as we close here to the unbeliever this morning, God used Joshua to lead his people into that promised land. God brought victory over the lands and the people. They had some great battles in there. Man, God worked in miracles and done great things through Joshua because he was a faithful servant to the Lord. In a similar and greater way, though, God has brought victory over sin, death, and hell through his son, Jesus Christ. And that's why he said in John 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. So I wonder today, do you know him as your Lord and Savior? Do you have that peace? Has God, uh, is he in your life? He's already completed all the work that needed to be done for your salvation. The only thing left is for you to accept it and to place your faith and trust in him, just as Joshua did. Will you turn to the Lord today and give your life to him? To the believer, are you faithfully following the Lord? Not just occasionally, but like a lifestyle. Moses here was a servant of the Lord. Joshua faithfully served the Lord. What do you need to take action on today which God has called you to do? Is there an area in your life where he's called you to step up and serve that you're not doing? God will supply you strength and courage when you do it his way. And so are we meditating on God's word? Are we uniting as a body of believers to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ? And into the church, are we faithfully serving our community so that they too may enter into that final rest, that peace, that joy that only Christ offers Man, God has blessed us with a great opportunity here for kiddos and people in our, our community to go out. Just as Joshua and these people did, they had to go out, right? And so God has called us to go out and faithfully share. Are we doing that this morning? Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you, God, for your word. I thank you for the faithfulness, God, of who you are. God, you are faithful throughout your word. You are faithful throughout time, and you are faithful... Even to us, your promises are true to us today. God, I thank you for your presence. God, it was with Moses, was with Joshua, was with your disciples as they went forth and and did what Jesus called them to do. And is with us today to strengthen and encourage us to go and serve you, Lord. I thank you for your word that is faithful, that is true, is unchanging. And God, I thank you for its instruction that it gives to us not just to motivate us, but to instruct us how we are to live the lives that is honoring and glorifying to you. It's not our opinions, not our thoughts, but, God, your word is true. And so, Lord, help us to live faithfully to that. God, I thank you for your promises. God, you are faithful to your word, and you are faithful to your people. And, Lord, I thank you for the people that you've raised up in our lives, God, to encourage and strengthen and build one another up. God, may we be those people to those around us. May we help them to accomplish and to build them up and do the things that you've called them to to do also, Lord. Again, we thank you today. May there, If there's one here that does not know you as their Lord and Savior, God, I pray today that they would uh, just accept what you've done. God, just how you gave your life, just as Joshua led the people you've sent your son to lead us into eternal life. God, I pray today if there's one here that does not know you as their Lord and Savior, today would be the time when they would call out to you and, and just trust in you in faith. Lord, we love you and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.